Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to roll! He's taken another one, and another, and Howard Foster has stopped it! Wow! That is going to be controversial! That's a crunching right hand, and that must finish it! It must finish it! Taylor trying to catch himself, using his jab, eats a right hand, another right hand! Hello everybody, good evening, good evening, we're back, the Raps on TV gang is here, back to talk the best things in boxing, it's been a big packed weekend, um, I guess we're going to get into it in deep dively, but I just want to say thank you to everybody that keeps listening in, um, all of those downloads, all of those subscriptions, all of that, all of that, you know, we're going to get into the Triple G versus Jacobs fight, which you can imagine, another big fight coming up this weekend with Crawler versus Lenoirez, which is either repeat or revenge. Um, obviously, myself and Inam attended the Next Gen show last weekend and we're going to get into the meaty press conference which went on between Kel Brook, Special K, and Earl Spence Jr., who is known as The Truth. So, Inam, you want to kick it to the guys? Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say uh, thank you to all, all the listeners in the US and UK. You know, we're building up a you know, strong following across the two countries. But we're also getting a big following over in Australia, Coach. You know, I just want to say thank you to all the Aussie fans down all under. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for uh, sticking with us. But also, we're developing a, a following in Brazil, Argentina, mainland Europe, China, and India. So thank you all to all these guys that are constantly following us and downloading the show. Really appreciate Reach it. Reach out to us if you want to dial in and get your voices heard on the, on, on the show and, and get your voices heard globally, as it seems. So yes. it's good. So tonight, so tonight, guys, we've got um, Isaac Chamberlain, who was on the uh, Next Gen show on Matchroom last Friday. Um, he comes on the show about 8.20. Um, we also have the UK's first and 2015 Ring Magazine Trainer of the Year, Joe Gallagher, who's going to be previewing, uh, previewing Crawler Dinaris 2 with us. So uh, bear in mind, the, the lines will be opened intermittently by Kodge. Uh, call on 01506 243 403 to join the conversation. <clears throat> wicked, wicked. So I guess really um, we know what the schedule's like. Um, I think let's tackle to the event that we went to last Friday um, live down at the York Hall. Uh, Matchroom have put up this sort of concept which is known as the Next Gen, which they're basically previewing or kind of letting their, their prospectors, boxers get out there and get a bit of experience in terms of ring, big atmosphere, big stage show, the lights and all of that. So we had guys like uh, Craig Spider-Richards, you had Jake Bell, you had Isaac Chamberlain. Felix Cash, um, uh, Reese Bellotti, um, and also Patrick Highland, which was on there. So, I mean, overall, it was good fights, good entertaining night. I mean, Inam, what would you tell me, what was the standout for you on, on, on the night? I think I think there's probably two standouts. The first one would probably be Reese Bellotti, the way mm. he took uh, Di Davis out. Man, that was serious, you know what I mean? And, like, you know, we've been hearing about Reese Bellotti for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, he's trained by Jimmy Mac, uh, Jimmy Mac Senior. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whose son has been in the, sh- in the show and he's talked to us. You know, you, sp- you spoke to him before week. the show, you know, mm-hmm. and he said a lot of stuff about him. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a brilliant take out. I mean, yeah. I, I love the way the guy fights, man. He's just like, oh, you know, I'm moving. He's got a brilliant upper class move, you know, yeah. upper, upper body movement. The way he just took this guy out, man, yeah, like, it's, it's unbelievable. Exciting, That's probably isn't it? Exciting fire. And, you know, that sets him up for, I think, I think that was an eliminator for the British title. So, you know, big things, big things ahead for Reese Bellotti. Um, the other one I have to say was uh, Isaac Chamberlain. 
Yeah. You know, um, actually, you know, there's, there's quite a few. Isaac Chamberlain, he fought, he fought Andre the Giant. I mean, that was like... <laughs> yeah, when that guy stepped in, I thought, what is he fighting a giraffe? This I'm is like you. animal cruelty, man. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Bad. It was you know, and he was like, you really, you know, digging into this guy's um, body hard. Mm, you know, you yeah. can see this guy flinching. 100%. You know, and uh, Isaac there was supported by Ellie Goulding, you mm. know, so I can only imagine he was under... Good chief support. The chief support, you know, under pressure to perform, and, and he performed, you know. And But one final thing I'd say is... The, Probably one of the best fights tonight was probably Craig Richards. I was going to say, was, now you have three Funny things enough. in there. You're taking three points. But that's what I saying, like, yeah, so, against Alan Higgins. And, you know, there's a lot of people saying Higgins won, you know, and he's uh, he's very, very tight, very, very to and fro, yeah. you know. Um, I just think, like, Craig Richards didn't really have to um, engage with Alan Higgins that's as much, thing. you know. He kept on moving, you know. When he was moving and just fighting at range and jabbing, he was really controlling the yeah, fight. Getting hitting off with the body shots. I mean, I would just, just to echo on from that, I mean, for me, I think there were a few highlights, but I probably would have said fight of the night was the uh, Richards versus Higgins. I think both sets of fans, and that's one of the things I love about York Hall, is that you get young guys that are coming through the ranks and they've got good support with them, which is growing, and both of their fans were very vocal, all very pleasant, but all fully back in but their man. It's the atmosphere man. of York Hall as well, isn't but it? But that's it's it. So the, and, that, and that's what helps it yeah. as well. But I think in terms of the fight, um, I agree with you. I think it was, Craig maybe made the fight look a little bit difficult than he should have, but again, he's breaking his duck 12 rounds. You know, sometimes, like we said with O'Hara Davis, you've got to look back five fights back and say, actually, that was an impressive win. I felt that um, his opponent, Higgins, if I'm being totally honest, I felt that he just threw the kitchen sink at him, but he didn't actually have very, he didn't have a lot of effective work. So he was trying to catch him and Craig was being very elusive, slipping, moving, you know. He'll catching him out. a lot on the uh, elbows, oh, on the, on and, the and, elbows the and, and even then, you know, the top of the shoulders, nothing really that's going to hurt him. Hurt him. And I think for Craig, what he probably would need to improve on is not just throwing one or two shots. Maybe if he could work in a bit and, more and, punches and, and throw some be, combinations. You know, push back and stay on the ropes. Which he know, didn't need you know, to do because yeah, he was clearly the stronger guy. There, yeah. I mean, some of the things I loved from Craig, and this is what you want to see from the personality of the boxer is that you know he would get onto the ropes and then he'll kind of shake his head then he'll throw out a jab and he'll come quick to the body with left same hand and you're like yeah keep 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 this going keep this momentum up throughout the fight um but nonetheless it made for an entertaining fight for us in the arena um i think we also saw felix cash which i have to say that was really um a solid performance from him i said you can't i couldn't fault it at all you know he went in there he took the guy out and i mean it was just good punches. There, um, it was good punch, range of punches mm-hmm. from him mm-hmm. um, and his performance. Solid thuds, you could hear. You know, them. it was yeah, it was massive punches, impact. Yeah. So, I think I'm looking forward to seeing what he goes on to do next. Um, mm. So, um, next gen as a concept coach, what do you think about it? Do you like it? I, yeah, I like it. Um, I hope I want to say it straight. I hope all the other promoters do something like this because what that does, it helps get fighters into the get them get them the right experience um in terms of not just your call but exposure i mean this was a friday night being shown on sky sports one now fair enough it was the first two events but they then obviously showed the highlight of the previous fights well, you know what coach that that what that shows to me is the confidence matchroom and sky have about the product that they're putting out friday night people finish working they're going out drinking if they're not partying yeah but these guys got the confidence that people are going to tune yeah. in. Yeah, mm. they put it out on Facebook, so it's accessible Facebook to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. So it's not just people who got Sky, mm-hmm. and they went on Sky as well. So, you know, they are really reaching out to the audience there. You know, it's exactly. a, a big move. You know, to just to move you digital off, disruption. From, exactly, move away from terrestrial TV or Sky TV, you know, mm. cable TV, and bring you onto the Facebook platform. I mean, we've we've had we've had many discussions, and you know, we've had this discussion of where boxing can go and yeah. what shape it should take, and how you could actually bring 
the more local fights because obviously we focus on York Hall because we're mm. Londoners but if you're from North I'm pretty certain they've got their own version of York Hall we've got no Nothing exposure like we've got, we're bound to say that but we don't know that and we just don't have the exposure to say well what is out there and I think things like Facebook Live Periscope have now started working on a new software those things potentially could help yeah. bring these unknown fighters but yeah, yeah I agree with Sky Sports 1 is a huge platform Yeah, but I'm so do you are you are you in agreement with the concept what do you think yeah of? I mean 100% and the thing I was going to say is this I know mm-hmm. you're saying because you're like you know, all the other promoters should follow suit the thing is I just think like Matchroom is a creative ind- company they're just like so far ahead of the game, you know, it's not doesn't just, mean they can't get me caught uh, up though. They, they can't, but I mean, just look at this, right? This is a new, brand new concept they've come out with, right? Mm-hmm. What they do, what they're doing there, they're nurturing the new talent, yep, giving them the uh, the, the the fuel to expose them, mm-hmm. bring exposure to them, mm-hmm. and take them up to the levels. Because you know, what Matchroom got now, they've mm. got the top tier talent, yeah, you know, like the Bellews, uh, Degels, mm-hmm. the AJs, blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Then they got the middle tier, say like the Harlem Davis, yeah. But they're not putting a lot of emphasis on the small fighters, yeah. You know, there was no, you know, usually they'd have a big, big, big fight like Crawlalinaris tomorrow, mm-hmm. yeah. By a strong so, undercard, yeah. You know, so that's a great concept. Nobody's mm. really done that before. I right? agree. So that's the first, and thing, I, I'm yeah? supportive of it. Yeah, you know, and like it's just the, it's the other concepts they do. You know, say like they got the Carrier Fire Show in Birmingham in a couple mm. weeks time. They will have the home fire fight in his city, yeah. Uh, you know, and then and they build a card around him. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, and you've seen that just now with Brooke and Spence. Obviously, exactly. that's happening in Bramall Lane. I think the reason why I'm saying I would like to see other promoters do it is one of the things I think we could benefit from is having more rivalries from a from a from early in certain fighters' careers. And I will give you the example: James DeGale, George Groves. They fought quite early in their career. If you actually look onto what they've gone on to achieve. We still want to see that fight. So I think it would be nice to see, maybe if it was from the rival camps, you know, you saw a Warren fighter or a Matchroom fighter or, you know, um, a Haymaker fighter or someone from... And they pitched them up, you know, in, in such a young sort of tournament, as it were, but in, in, in that in that scenario with the fights. And then as they kind of go on into their careers, one wins, one loses, but 10 fights, 15 fights later, potentially they could come on because the great thing with the George Groves and the girl thing is that that fight was that... Groves won, um, but you would uh, clearly the girl's gone on to have a better career. So now, if they were to meet again, people could say, "Is it fifty-fifty? Does mm. Groves have his number?" You know, and there's a few fighters like that. There's a few sort of mm. rivalries like that. So that's mm. why I'd like to see it breed. But I think overall, it was a good good night. Um, there was good. Dave the girl was there in attendance. I mean, I mean to be fair, if you were in a boxer, I mean it was the who's who. I mean, O'Hara Davis was there with um, doing his thing. Yard was there. So Dillian White was there. Um, so I mean, O'Hara is looking the star now. Yeah, he's moving. He's moving, yeah, moving in big. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know you're listening. Moving yeah, big. Yeah, you know, surrounded by people. He's there <laughs> with his shades on. Everyone's taking pictures with him. He's, he's the he's, he's the up and coming star. Yeah, and, and we're having dinner with him on Friday. Yeah, and he's and he's and he's, and, and, and he's um he, he's deserved. It. He's worked hard. So yeah. I think you know it's a good route. It's a good route to see what's going on. Yeah. So um. Uh, we, we meant to have Jake Ball today, you know. Unfortunately, there's been a bit of a mix-up, um, and uh, poor, poor Jake is uh, is come down with uh, an illness. Uh, Don't but lie, I f- him. You didn't send the jet. Why didn't you send the jet for him? You're supposed to send the private jet for him. What happened? I fucked up, man. I fucked That's up. it. Just say you it. Know. You fucked up, man. You <laughs> so, kept it for yourself. <laughs> I know. Wait outside. <laughs> Take us to Manchester tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. So, anyway. Um, so anyway, um, listen, he lost uh, and he got KO'd badly in his last fight. So mm. this was a big, big, yeah, in, in Wembley. Um, and uh, this was, uh, for me, I think he would be probably under a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, lot of, lot of uh, uh, exposure on this show, a lot of uh, mm-hmm. promotion on the, behind this show. Mm-hmm. 
How do you feel he performed, Coach? And has he redeemed himself? Oh man, look. At the end of the day, um, I said this after that fight because I was, I was actually looking. I was, I was in contact with Jake, and I was hoping that when he fought on the Ohio Davis card, I thought he would be, he would win. But it was, it was an upset, um, and it was a bad loss for him mm. in terms of him having to go to hospital. Um, but I didn't write him off, and I feel this is the prime example. We shouldn't write guys off. I think he's come back. You could say he was testing the waters, but he got the victory. Um, and mm. Matchroom have backed him to put him back on that type of event and a card. So, at the end of the day, it's going to biggest boost, boost his confidence. Sorry about that. Um, and for me, yeah, I, I think it's a good it's a good look for him. What does he go? Where does he go now? Um, I think probably they'll... I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see him out because he, he won quite early. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we was to see him maybe on a Cowboy Fire show. Mm. Um, AJ Klitschko's maybe taking it a bit far, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. But listen, I can see, and you know, we've got a few people that probably want to talk, and I wouldn't be surprised if they want to talk about um, Triple G Jacobs. So we're going to yeah. go out to the lines. Um, we're going out to 985. 985, the floor is your hello. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, is that Mr. Appiah? Yes, it is, sir. How you doing? How you doing? You what, Dan? <laughs> How you doing? Dan, yeah, we need good, to get a band from you, good man. Good evening, lads. Yeah, yeah, a rant. We'll just get a, a rant. Me, <laughs> a rant or a bad. You want to get a rant from me? Yeah, yeah. yeah we we right, say what you want. Let me fire one up. Let me fire one up. Here, here, um, Jacobs and Triple G. All right. Get it off your well, chest. Triple G. <laughs> he had his first big test, didn't he? I think, I think Jacobs won that fight, to be honest, lads. Yeah. Watched it. Um, and Jacobs had his number. Um, at times, you could even say schooled him, right? When he switched to a southpaw stance, Triple G didn't know what was going on. So for me, Jacobs got robbed. So is there is there a monster um, in the middleweight division, Daniel? Say that again. Sorry. Is, is there a monster in the middleweight division in Triple G? It, is he a monster? Yeah. Are you saying? Yeah. Is he? Uh, when he fights someone decent, he's come up against someone decent, hasn't he, on Saturday yeah. night? And mm. what did he show? Yeah, I mean, what, you know, what, what impressed you about Triple G? Did Was there anything specific that impressed you about Triple G on Saturday night? Mm. <sighs> you know, the thing that you can say, mm-hmm. he, he, didn't, he didn't perform to the highest order. Mm-hmm. But he still got the victory, and that exactly. is what true champions do, don't they? That is, when that they is when they true. don't perform when they don't perform too well, they still come out with with a victory, don't they? Yeah. So yeah. you could say that, but you could he also didn't say... really he didn't really impress me. Jacobs impressed me, to yeah, be fair. Exactly. So Jacob's Daniel, we're going to move on to another caller, but I appreciate you calling in. Um, so we're going to go out uh-huh. to zero three six zero three six. Hello. Hello. Hello, it's Mohammed calling. How you doing, Mohammed? You alright? First time caller? You called I'm in well, before? thank you. How are you, boys? Not bad. You've called in before, right? Yeah, yeah, I've called in a few times, yeah, just haven't been able to tune in lively for the last few weeks. No so problem. Give a call in How you doing? You alright? Thanks. So, question or statement, yeah, Mohammed? thank you, boys. Mohammed? Um, I think more of a comment, I'm quite excited for the Lunares collar thing coming up. I just want to kind of hear your opinion upon that one. Where do you boys see that going? Because, um, Obviously, I've been to watch Linares live with uh, with an arm actually in in O two, so um, seeing him in person. But yeah, I just want to kind well, of see Mitchell. your opinion on that. Yeah. So just yeah, so yeah, Kevin Mitchell, yeah. Yeah, just so you know, Mo, uh, Joel Gallagher's going to be on the line at 7.50, so stay on, and if you want to call back to ask him a question, you can speak to him directly to ask him the same thing. 
but my opinion is this. I, I just think... Um, I think Lunares is too cute for him, man. He's got too much dream craft, and I don't think Crowder can match him for that on a light for light basis, you know. And um, you know, you know, I think the only way Crowder can sort of beat be him is just to outpower him, and I just don't think he can pull that off as well. You know, I just think Lunares is just, yeah, it's just too, too, it's got too much dream craft for him in, in, in a nutshell. What about you, Kodj? Yeah, I mean, well, um, I have to say, um, Crowder's obviously got a history of when it comes to the second fight doing a lot better. Um, I think watching the first uh, fight. I have to say, I was really impressed with Linares. He was really strong. I mean, he had a great game plan. He had really good movement. Um, can Crawler get the, the victory? It's it's more than possible. He changes game plan. We've seen this with Santa Cruz in the past. You know, if he's a bit more aggressive on the front, front foot, more smart, I think probably a bit more head movement will be required to kind of, you know, make sure he's evading the jabs because Linares' jab was strong on that night. Um, but I think, yeah, it's going to be a very tough night. Um, and if he does win, then you know that he's fought one hell of a fight. I mean, the fact that he went the distance with Linares last time around was 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 good testament to his his try. But I felt that he just didn't have enough on that night. But again, you know, he, he has when he has to fight somebody twice, maybe from a coaching perspective, they work out the but game out. plan. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, who yeah, are you yeah. going with? You know, I've seen Linares, like Inan said, Linares' ring craft is amazing. It's just, mm. just that general. You know, one thing, he's come over to the UK for what, third third time? From my yeah. recollection, he's coming, he's not yeah. scared to come over. And not at all. Either Eddie's paying them off too much money, but I think he's an absolute general in the ring. I think he's he's too smart with his jab and the way he moves around, etc. I, I think it's quite smart. Yeah. Uh, do I see Crawler maybe getting the decision now? Possibly. Will he be smarter this time? Possibly. It's an interesting fight. I'm excited. Yeah. The other one is obviously Kel Brook and Errol Spence. That's uh, that was quite heated yeah. in their press conference after day. And um, I think Errol Spence hit the nail on the head. You're nobody <laughs> until you fought Sean Porter and GGG, and I stand behind that every day. Perfect. He's so, not for anyone. But so, Abid, we're going to move on to another caller. But thanks for that. And like I said, uh, Inam says stay on the line. And if you want to ask uh, uh, Gallagher a question, so we're now going out to zero eight one zero eight one. Uh, yes, how you doing, guys? Nicholas here. How you doing, Nicholas? You well? I'm, I'm all right. I'm all right. How you guys doing? We're doing, we're doing good. Doing question, well, question, question or statement? Well, a statement. So, Jacobs versus Triple G. Yeah. Uh, uh, where do I start? So, basically, I've been having my doubts about Triple G in the sense that, you know, everybody that's been, he's been fighting, they're not really moving. Mm. You know, everybody's been saying how he cuts ring well and everything but a lot of the guys stand still they're not really hitting back mm -hmm. and I was waiting to see what he would do against somebody that could actually move and also hit him back and also is a good power puncher and to me he got absolutely exposed on Saturday mm -hmm. and to me Jacobs definitely won that it was a I felt like it was a proper robbery if had they given it a draw I would have been annoyed, but I would have said fair enough because he's a champion, so you need to beat the champion comprehensively. But to give him the win, I thought it was a daylight robbery, man. He left a bad taste in my mouth, to be honest. Wow. There's the, uh, I did that, not think Triple G won that at all, man. Yeah, so you were totally unimpressed with him. You feel he was, to he was exposed? Yeah, he was exposed, and uh, I, I had that feeling. I had that feeling because a lot of the guys that he's been beating, he never really had a lot of people that were really, you know, that could that could match him with, you know, with the length and the size that were taller than him, that had a longer reach, and, you know, and that could jab and move and hit back and not be 
afraid of, you know, not lose the fight before they even started to fight. You know, a lot, of people, a, a lot of people said a very similar thing after he fought Kell Brook, you know, he just did, he seemed to be really wide open, you know, to mm. someone that's, you know, moving and, you know, someone exactly. can really take it to fight him and start pushing him back. Because Kell Brook at times was pushing him back, you know, yeah. and he's catching him with some exactly. hard, clean shots, you know. I mean, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm still sceptical about so the Kell Brook one. Yeah. yeah, no, I feel, I, hear, I definitely hear what you're saying. Um, I mean... What can we say? I mean, unfortunately, um, we're going to tear into the, the Triple G Jacobs a bit more. But yeah, I'm also disappointed. I don't feel it was a robbery. I have to say, um, I, can, I won't say I can see why he got the decision. But I think Triple G just kind of being on the front foot for probably larger parts of the fight is what may have swayed the judges. I do feel, though, that when he was moving forward, he wasn't landing efficiently or even effectively. And I just felt... Yeah, Jacobs, he wasn't landing, he wasn't landing much. When, especially he when he switched his stance, I felt that you know he there was one moment where he, he switched his stance, he's then going with the lead right, and then he's come in with two double uppercuts to, to Triple G, and Triple G's been he's jumping back, and I was like, I've never seen that before, yeah, and just, that was impressive. I'd exactly. never seen Triple G being pushed back. But just to just to this chat, like what, 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 a lot a lot of people saying Nicholas saying like you know Jacobs didn't do enough to win the fight. Why do you feel he done enough to win the fight? Listen, I felt that Jacobs, obviously, it was obvious to me his game plan was to outbox him. Mm. It was not to go and knock Triple G down. Mm. Even though maybe if he had a goal, he could have had more success. But it was obvious, and even from what this coach kept on telling him every round, just outbox him. He's mm. late. Fight mm. smart, fight smart. So mm. that's why he, he, he kind of kept his distance. And even though when sometimes he was, you could see he was getting excited mm. and he wanted to rumble, but because he was listening to his coach, he kind of fell back. But I definitely feel that Jacobs outboxed him, and he hit him more than, than Jake, Triple G hit him. He, Triple G yeah. was throwing a lot of jabs. Yeah. Not a lot of them were landing. Yeah, no, definitely. Jacobs so, was hitting him a lot with those uppercuts. So those listen, uppercuts, a lot of them were getting through Triple G. So know? Nicholas, thank oh. you for that, man. But yeah, um, this is Stan Online. We've got Gallagher dialing in soon, so I um, appreciate you calling in as usual um, and all of the support. So, so. Um, Caller versus the NRS. Obviously, it was a big action-packed fight last time around. I mean, you know, we're going to speak to Joe in a minute, but what are you expecting to see in this fight? Well, I'll, I'll probably be expecting to see uh, Caller making some adjustments. I was reading the article uh, in Boxing News, mm -hmm. uh, which Joe done an article and it said, look, they've been working on a, on a number of things, you know. Uh, I don't think he's going to be... Uh, as aggressive as, as last time. I think he's going to focus a lot more on boxing this time, trying mm -hmm. to, you know, box Linares, mm -hmm. you know. So that's what I'm expecting. You know, Kroll, on the other hand, is saying, you know, if he was just going to be round 13, so he's basically going to just carry on from where he left off, you yeah. know. So he's just going to probably just try and meet, meet him in the middle and just uh, take you from there, you know. I think, you know, they're expecting Linares to probably try and take Kroll out. I think Joey's thinking he's probably going to take him out by, you know, he's going to expect Linares to come out thinking he could take Kroll out by the sixth round. Okay. You, and you, you, I mean, in terms, I think that's, I mean, the, the, unless they get their tactics, maybe I say totally wrong, but I think that would be, that's a bit generous. Um, I think we've got Joe back now. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. Hi, mate. You okay? Yeah, yeah. good. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can hear your sound now. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you. So, Joe, how was the press conference today? Yeah, good, great turnout there today. It was packed. Um, good turnout. Um Great undercard on the bill. Um, obviously, um, Bobby Rimmer and Mike Jennings and Jack Arnfield, Brian Rose, they were having a bit of back and forth banter. Um, but yeah, no, it was really good. Good presser, good turnout. And uh, 
there's a real buzz in the city now for Saturday night. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask. You know, we 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 seen everyone seen it on Twitter and social media. The the placards and posters up everywhere. Is there a big big fight feel in the city at the moment? Yeah, there is, mate. There is. I think this is the, the seventh time Anthony's headlined at the Manchester Arena, and uh, each time uh, the fights got bigger and better, and the crowds got bigger and better, and. Uh, it's going to lead towards um, Saturday night and uh, hopefully Anthony Crawler being crowned uh, the number one lightweight in world boxing. Yeah, yeah no, um, so. yeah. We, we, we were at the first one. I um, have to say, um, we was really impressed with the atmosphere in the arena. Um, MEN is great, um, even for two London lads. Um, but I would say, in terms of the performance, I felt that you know it was a fair decision. I felt Crawler really boxed well, but Linares was just that bit stronger. So, in terms of... Now you're going back for the re- there for the rematch, Joe. Um, I mean, what can we expect uh, from Crawler in terms of performance and maybe even strategy-wise? Um, well, I think um, it's more to do with Jorge Linares and what he brings. Okay. Four-time world champion, three different weights. Um, it's how he's mentally got to come into this fight. He's been here now before, won, come back, and most of it has grown in confidence, knows that he can hurt Anthony May want to try and come and finish the job in six or seven rounds. Um, we've got to be patient in the fight. We've got to be smart um, and, and not to be too brave for our own good, which Anthony is sometimes. Um, the, the shots that we've worked on that we feel will come off on the night if the way things go. Um, but listen, when you've got two class fighters like this, it just needs mm. one just to switch off for that minute. And that's what happened last time, Anthony... I wouldn't say switched off. We got caught with a good shot in round six, and Lenares just when we thought was breaking, um, got back into the fight and then uh, got his tail up and used his experience down the straight by taking a round on, round off, and yeah. knew when to punch and when not to punch. And you can't buy that experience. And uh, Lenares, like you say, he, he's been boxing uh, world championship fights in the away uh, away dressing room for numerous years, so uh, he's well averse to being able to dig out a win on away uh, soil. Yeah, so, um, Joe, just tell our listeners a bit about Jorge Linares. You know, I don't think everyone truly understands what a big name he is and what he's achieved, and you know what a big superstar he is. You know, um, uh, back back in his home. Can you no, just explain yeah, no. it? You know, let the listeners know what this guy is all about, what he's achieved so far, and how big a challenge Anthony's facing this this Saturday. Yeah, I, I feel there's um, a lot of hype given to fighters coming over here at the moment and um, fighting British opposition and haven't done hardly anything. Um, Jorge Linares is one of them that you look back in time and you go, wow, he's a class fighter who's good in his time. And to have someone with his ability and skill set to box in these shows, it's very rare we, we get that and we do be honoured. We've had great fighters over the years come over and do that, as in Costa Tazu, um, just to name one. Um, and then we've got Jorge Linares as a, a four-time world champion. Just that, I think, four times. Mm-hmm. And not only that, though, it's at three different weights. Mm-hmm. He's had a few speed bumps in his career, like uh, like Anthony has, where they've had, uh, suffered the, the odd loss. But he's come back again be- better, uh, as has Anthony Crawler. Um, and Jorge Linares, in my opinion, is one of the best pound-for-pound top-ten fighters in the world at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. His skill set, if you were wanting someone to start boxing, You'd pull out a, a video of Jorge Linares or a DVD and says, watch him. That's how you'd like your protege to, to box like. He's got great skills, boxes on the back foot, front foot, got fast hands, um, and he's a gentleman inside the ring um, and outside the ring as well. He's a, um, he, he's a class act. Yeah, and-, um, and what he has got with him, though, he, he, has, that, got, he has got that um, 
finishing um, fin- finishing punch. He, he, you look there, he's got a great video reel of knockouts. So mm. uh, he's got it all, Jorge Linares. But like you said, we've got to try and find a way of pulling out the win on Saturday night. And yeah. um, Anthony Crawler does pull this off. He's pulled it off against uh, a Jorge Linares. Um, and I peak Jorge Linares and the number one, without a doubt, lightweight in world boxing. Yeah, and Joe, I mean, you spoke about um, Linares, and we all know, especially we know his attributes, but you spoke about him in terms of him being a gentleman. And, and I think it's more than fair to say that Crowley is more than respected within the boxing community. I think, obviously, we know he's got that story, which he's come back and bounced back to now go on to, and still have a great career. Um, but one of the things that is impressive in terms of actual being in the ring is that once he's had the opportunity to rematch somebody, he's clearly shown that you know he's he's made improvements so that he's clearly listening to what you're saying. What is there something you do is, or is there something about Anthony that just makes him feel the second time around he goes in there and he really gives it his all and, get, and gets the difference? We know there's a key fight um, when he won, became the world champion as well. But in terms of rematches, what what is going on in the training? I think it's more. Um, I just think it's anybody's attitude. I think once you've scaled the heights and climbed Mount Everest. And the first time, it's like you had that uh, desire and that will to win to get up there. To do it again after you've been up there, you're like, oh, it's hard, but you'll do it. Mm. And I think Anthony Crawler has always performed better when his back's been against the wall. Everyone thought his career was finished years ago when it was an English title fight with Kieran Farrell, came back and won it. Then when he fought Perez and got the draw, they all thought, oh, he's had his moment now. If he was to be world champion, it's gone. But he didn't. He came back and he stopped Perez in the rematch. Mm. Then Barroso... Oh, poor Anthony. We've seen what Barroso did to match. Anthony's got to get poorly beat up, but he didn't. His back was against the wall and did it. Yeah. Linares, I think a lot of people took to read too much into Linares' performance with Kevin Mitchell. I thought, oh, yeah, Crawler will beat that. Did Anthony believe some of that, what was said? I don't know. You'd have to ask him. But for this time now, his back's against the wall again. He knows he's going in there. He can get knocked out. He can get hurt. And that's where we feel that totally focused, motivated, 100% Anthony Crawler, he go, he's going in there with a point to prove. And I think Anthony Crawler, going into fights with a point to prove, has always pulled out the result. Yeah. And in training, um, Joe, in terms of uh, working with him and working on certain techniques, is there anything that's really impressing you this time around that you think, hey, we've got a different fighter here? Is there, is there anything that you could you could tell us about? Um well, generally, I think sometimes boxers and have been in the sport that long, sometimes they forget what they know. And I think it's just been, you remember Anthony was a, an England amateur, ABA champion. And it's and people started saying, oh, Anthony, front foot fighter. Well, he wasn't. He was on the back foot for half a fight with John Murray. He beat Gavin Reese on the back foot. He can box as well as he can fight. And it's just reminding him of what he's good at and the, the skill set that he has and the punches that are in the locker that he most probably hasn't, I call them, they've been unemployed for a while and he's put them <laughs> back to work again. Yeah. And um, with that now, hopefully we'll, we'll get the result on Saturday night with, with, with the tools that he's got. Yeah, a couple of questions, uh, Joe. <clears throat> uh, did, you, did you do the training in the UK given the amount of uh, you know uh, uh, exposure around this fight and uh, possible distractions? And what, what did you do, if anything, differently this time around in your training? Um, well, we took Anthony over to Barcelona for this fight, got him away from everyone, got him tunnel vision, got him focused, sat down, showed the, the video of the first fight, gone over things over and over again, drilled them into him and allowed people to be disconnected from Anthony, that he wasn't there around the corner to pop round to his house, he was away. Um, and also had him away 
training focused, had good sparring partners, um, and then um, brought him back. Um, and like you say, different things. Well, different things technically we've worked on, um, skill set wise, punch wise, but usually answering the same things, the conditioning that he does, the swimming, the strength and conditioning, same old. He has done more sparring than he has done for a long time. He's done 100, I think it's 130, 131 rounds of sparring for this fight. Um, and, and I thought that was key last time, um, getting more rounds in it, and we've addressed it. And uh, no matter who Anthony Crawler was being coached by for this fight, no one could have done as much or as more or had any more to what we've done for this fight for Anthony Crawler. And what we're going there on Saturday night, and what'll be will be now. <laughs> so, what are you expecting from Linares this time round, Joe? Is it, are you expecting a, anything different, or do you, are you expecting yeah, an explosive? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm expecting Linares to come out of the traps fast. I'm expecting him to be the combination puncher that he is. I expect him to throw combinations in two or three phases, uh, finish him with hard shots, and to keep up that type of relentless tempo and to try and get out Anthony out of there within six, seven rounds. Um, that's what I'm expecting. If he decides to box, well, he box and we'll have to go uh, away. We've got numerous things, whatever they're prepared for, we're ready for and uh, hopefully yeah. on the night. But when you're in with such a, an exceptional fighter um, with the likes of Jorge Linares, he, he has got it in either hand, in either shot, whether it be a left hook, an uppercut, a right hook. He's got that capability of mm. taking it out. We've got to be switched on all the time. We're not talking about Superman here. It can be beat, it can be cut, it can be dropped, it can hurt. Um, and it's up to Anthony to be able to do that to him. No, good. And so in terms of sparring, what can you talk to us about maybe types of sparring partners that you've had in uh, to get Collier into shape for this fight? Yeah, the usual. We've got Zelfa Barrett in, good upcoming prospect. Anthony Kakatsa, Sam Maxwell. Um, we've had a good kid over from Spain. There's, um, yeah, so we've got like four or five different sparring partners all the time. The height, the reach, them that would replicate Jorge Linares. Anthony Kakatsi is a good fighter. Zelpa mm-hmm. Barrett's a good fighter. Um, Sam Maxwell from the amateurs is a good fighter. So, yeah, he's had, a, he's had, he's had good sparring and, and plenty of it. And uh, I've been very pleased with his sparring for this fight. So, so Joe, um, part of the unique selling point of our show is that we, we open up our lines to, to our listeners, obviously, who are, who are obviously fans of the sport. Um, so we're just going to go to the lines now. Um, they're going to ask you a question or a statement. Um, so we're going to go to okay. a number ending in 998. 998, I believe it's Hello. Michael. Hi. Hi. Hello there, it's Michelangelo. Sorry, yeah. Just want to really touch on the... Uh, Joe, uh, just want to touch on the Golovkin fight from last week. I mean, you know, I know he's a massive puncher and the KO streak has been snapped now. Uh, but historically, I mean, there's been much bigger punchers in, in boxing, you know, like uh, getting back to light middleweights back in the 80s. Matthew Hilton, Julian Jackson, John Mugabe, uh, Donnie Lalonde, uh, light heavyweight. Uh, you know, the thing is, though... Um, Golovkin, did any of you guys watch that fight and what was your take? I mean, the general consensus was that, the, you know, it was a robbery. Yes. What do you guys think? So, Michael, I'm going to put that to Joe. Um, I know, Joe, you're, you're a boxing man. So, what did you think of that fight? Well, to, to, to be honest, because I've been so uh, um, studying of Jorge Linares, Liam Williams coming up, we've got big fights, Sir Durrell. I've been studying them. I've not seen the fight yet. But yeah. before it, I was asking my opinion on a... Uh, uh, Jacobs and Glofkin and uh, and uh, how it's the best way to beat uh, uh, Triple G and I always feel as good as he is he's a good mid-range fighter he's got great power but I don't think he's that good a fighter up close and um, that's why I give Canelo Alvarez a really good chance of causing an upset against him I think Canelo Alvarez um, after being up against him Liam Smith is a very cute fighter on the inside he's a total different fighter from now from when he was when he fought Floyd Mayweather 
Um, and, and I just think I really give Canelo Alvarez a really good chance to, to, to cause the upset with Triple G. Good. No, and Mike, Mike you, you heard the answer there. What do you think about that? Yes. Well, I haven't actually seen the fight because I don't subscribe to Box Nation. But um, you know, when I do get a copy of the fight, you know, I'll give you my views. But um, I mean. It was. I mean, I I went for a seventh round stoppage for Golovkin, and I was way out there, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I, I feel that uh, you know the, uh, there's possibly a rematch. One thing I don't like what the general the you know, general public are doing with um, Golovkin is that they're saying move up to super middleweight, move up to 168 all the time. You know, did anybody ever pressure Marvin Hagler or or, or somebody like that to That's move true. up in weight to get the big fight? You know, what I mean, if he wants to stay at middleweight and he keeps making the weight. Why can't he keep making the pay? Why does he have to go all the way up for the big fights, the big money? Okay, yeah, in time. But, you know, he's making... For, uh, uh, you know, so, Michael, I, I'm going to say, I, and I do agree with you there, um, but I will say, you say big fights, the big fights are on, on bigger weights. And I think you say the time, I don't think he has the time. But exactly, thanks, for yeah. those, for, thanks for those comments. Um, so, uh, Joe, we're just going to go to another caller, uh, 985. Okay. That, uh, so, it's Daniel, that, that's that, our, our, our resident Dan. Hello, 985. All right. Nope. Nobody's there. Okay. Um, so, uh, Joe. So obviously, you, you, you've got. A, I mean, you've got a great career in terms of coaching. Um, just to tell our listeners a bit about you um, as a coach. How, how did you get into the, the sport of boxing and, and obviously become to train so, so many great, great fighters? Um, just and it really I went to a local amateur boxing club, age ten. Um, took up boxing there. And uh, I went with a few of my friends, like always. They seemed to drop by the wayside. I stuck at it, and uh, I fell in love with it straight away. Obviously, year, the, the year, them years ago, um, you used to get up late with your dad and my dad and watch the fights from America on the wireless of Ali and stuff like that. And there were good times, and you're hooked and listening to boxing fights over the wireless. It was great, and I still do at times, sometimes on the way back from big events, and it's on Five Live or whatever. It's a, It's great. Um, and then after that, then I say got into the amateur coaching, got into professional coaching, and uh, yeah, I've been quite fortunate really to be something that I've always wanted to do when I was at school to be able to go over and do that as a career. I've been quite fortunate to do something that I love doing. Yeah, what did it mean, Joe, to be the ring fighter, ring manager of the year? What did that mean for you? Joe, that still hasn't sunk in. It's just, it's just mad the fact that the first that was in two twenty fifteen, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, right. You're the first British-born yeah. coach to yeah. uh, win that award in 93 years. And you think of the great mm. trainers that have produced over the years with Terry Lawless and Kawasaki and people like that. And mm. to uh, be given that award from an American publication makes it that much sweeter because they have no bias or untoward. They gave it on what they thought merited it most. So, uh, yeah, it was just a fantastic achievement. And it still has, it hasn't sunk in. And because I'm in the moment, you don't have a chance to sit and... Um, on things you, you most probably look back on it in years to come when I've retired and think wow did we actually do that so yeah but like you say it was a fantastic achievement and for me and my family and my parents it was it was great Joe um, you've got quite a few uh, you've got a few fighters in your stable who would you say is one of the most exciting fighters that we should look out for in 2017 um, obviously Liam Smith I rate very highly he's in a tough fight with Liam Williams coming up yep. Paul Butler um, looking to get the Jamie McDonald fight. Um, Callum Smith is fighting Darrell. There's three good talents there straight away, as well as Anthony Crawler. We've got Marcus Morrison coming through. He's in a tough test at the weekend. 14 and 0, 14 wins, uh, 10 by knockout, 7 in the first round. He's fighting Jason Wellborn, 
we pushed Matthew Macklin close last year. So that's the first acid test for him in his career. It comes through that. And uh, like you say, that there's another prospect that we can start adding to the middleweight division that he should be challenging for titles by the end of the year. Nice. So, uh, yeah, there's good Jose Burton wants to book the only rematch. Callum Johnson's ready to, to push on and try and get the Nathan Cleverly fight. Stephen Smith world title. There's just... I'm very spoiled um, right. for, for the calibre of fights. Like no riches. Joe, how do you how do you allocate yeah. time to you know because you know, that's that's an that's an unbelievable stable of fights you've got there. I mean, how do you dedicate time and you know because each one of them in their own right you know they're top tier talent, aren't they? A lot of them, yeah. you know. How do you yeah, allocate- well, yeah. well, they all have a certain training time. I'm in the gym at the moment now, just about to train one or two of them. So. Uh, it's that, 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 that's, that's how it is you've got to live the life it isn't a lifestyle people think oh anyway, I can do this or I can do that and it isn't you've got to be more committed than you are a fighter mm. when you're a fighter and you don't turn up to training well you're only letting yourself down as a coach if you don't turn up you're letting seven, eight, nine, ten people down and uh, mm. the weight of the world they, they're putting their faith and their trust and employing you to do the job and uh, I want to be able to say to them I did the best that I could for them fighters and I feel that I have done, and uh, the results speak volumes. Joe, can we speak about Joe, Scott Quigg? Yeah, no problem. Yeah, so how did that come about? And, how you know, just Scott decided to go over to Fred Roach's gym. How did that come about, and um, did you guys just mutually disagree to part ways? Yeah, no, listen, we had a, a sit-down, and there was a, just a, one or two things that weren't right, and... Uh, I said to Scott, listen, you, you, I think you'd be best off now going over to America, something that you've always wanted to do. Go over there, get yourself a trainer. I suggest Freddie Roach. We've got a, um, a good working relationship. You get on well with him over there and you have me blessing. If it, if it doesn't work for your son, you're always welcome back. And mm. uh, that mm. was it. So uh, Fantastic. that was it. Fighters only have one career and mm. that was it. And Matthew Macklin, he went and he was always welcome back and he did come back and that's it. Fighters have their own career. They're selfish and they've got to go on. So there's no point in me spitting my dummy out and draws out. I said to him, go. You have my blessing. Go. Good yeah. luck with it. And if it doesn't, come back. So there you go. Yeah, more. Yeah. Um, just, just quickly, I just want to bring you back to uh, Anthony one more time, uh, Joe. Um, I, I've read that whoever wins at this fight is going to fight Mikey, Gar- Mikey Garcia, uh, possibly in Vegas. Yeah. Is is that correct? And if so, can you just elaborate? Yeah, on that? that's right. The WBC have ordered that. Obviously, Mikey Fantastic. Garcia is at and the winner of this now has to fight Mikey Garcia. So mm. uh, that's what it looks like. It'll be a, a big money fight in Vegas for either Jorge Linares or Anthony Crawler. Wow. I mean, that division is absolutely stacked when you kind of look at who's the champions are, and not even just the champions. Oh, of course, just... and not only that, though, you've got great fighters. Uh, Ray Bell trying involved in it. Richard Comey, Robert Easter Jr., exactly. world champion. Do you know what I mean, there's, there's, there's some as well. really Luke well, Campbell. Yeah, there's some really great fighters there's in there, mate. So, uh, interesting contest. Yeah, any of the top ten, one against eight, two against nine, it'll be a great fight and an even fight going into it. Do you know what I mean? So, Joe, um, again, appreciate the time, um, and we're going to let you let you go. But one of the things we do is for our listeners, and we've got you know amateurs and young prospects listening. And we want to get a bit of word of advice from, you know, esteemed professionals in the boxing game like yourself. Um, so is there, any, is there any pearls of wisdom you could maybe give to those listeners in terms of making it to the top and, and succeeding in the craft of boxing? Um, yeah, I'd have to say, uh, there's like anything in life, there's no guarantee of mm-hmm. success. But all it asks you to, if you're going to do something, give 110%, give it your all. You have to make sacrifices, you have to commit to the sport, commit what it is you, you want to do. You can't cut corners. You can't have a social life. You have to be dedicated. It sounds 
and all played records. Like Mayweather said, hard work, dedication. You speak to Usain Bolt, hard work, dedication. All of them, and that's all it is. And you've got to, you've got to live and breathe it. And do not allow anybody to tell you that you can't do it. Loads of people tell you you can't do it. You're mad. You can't do it. You believe in yourself strongly enough, and you have the desire and that hunger and that will to win and succeed. You give it because at the end of the day, you have to live yourself. And I've always said to the lads, when you when we pass away at the end of the world, you want to be on your possible tall bed or whatever you are and go, Joe, what? I gave it my best shot. I gave it my best shot. Not thinking, Joe, what? What if? You can't live with what if. What you can live with is Joe, what? Hand on heart, I gave it my best. I didn't make it. So what? But I gave it my best, and you can live with that. Perfect. No, thank you very much for that, Joe. So listen, do you want to just quickly shout out your social media handles if you've got a Twitter, Instagram, where they can follow yeah, you? Yeah, Twitter, Joe G. Yeah, Twitter, at Joe G, or Twitter, at Gallagher's Gym, Facebook, Gallagher's Gym, uh, LinkedIn, Gallagher's Gym. So, yeah, any of them. I mean, so uh, thanks for having me on, boys. No, Good thank you. It's a pleasure, Joe, having you on. I'm and, sure. Uh, hopefully, Anthony Crawler becomes a um, create, creates history at the weekend and yeah. becomes the first English lightweight ring magazine champion. He'll join <laughs> Ken Buchanan and Jim Watt. Definitely, yeah. we're wishing you all the best for that. And obviously, you've got a big stable of fighters, so hopefully, we'll be in touch more to talk about some of these upcoming fights. Yeah. But thank you for your time, Joe. Cheers. Okay, okay. Good luck for the fight. You, on, uh, good luck for the fight on Saturday. Cheers, uh, thank you, uh, Joe. Cheers. Cheers, mate. Cheers, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Yes. No. Good. Again. Good insight into the, the the fight that's happening this weekend. I think, you know, he's hitting the nail on the head in terms of the game plan they have to employ and actually mm. focusing on Linares and his strengths. Um, so I think, you know, it's definitely going to be an exciting fight for us to see. I will say I don't, okay, anything's well, but I don't see there being a knockout. I I, I think he's going to go to points again. So yeah. it'll be interesting if Linares cuts because that's well, one of the things. Know, of course, yeah, you know, like in the sixth round, right? Um, if you remember, Crawler, I think, caught Linares with a body shot and he's going back. Yeah. yeah. And then Crawler went in for the finish and then Linares, I think, I'm sure it was like overhand right. As he just said, he and firmed he it. caught Crawler mm. hard, yeah. right? And uh, Crawler afterwards said, you know, that punch, mm. it took him the rest of the fight to recover from that. Yeah. So he's definitely, and he said it, you know, mm. Joe just said, you know, Crawler knows Linares can hurt him. He knows. Right, so he can, isn't he? The he, guy's he, got knockout power. He, he can, can do he it. Really Kola, Kola Kola has, Kola, he you know, Kola, doesn't have knockout power, though. He has power to damage fighters, he, but he doesn't have... He, if you look at his knockouts, he's only got a... He's, he's very low percentage, yeah. very, very very low amount of knockouts in his career. So Derry I would say... Matthews has knocked out Anthony Crawler, right? He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, he can't always be like that, though, right. because then Linares should have knocked him out in the first round. It's... It's ifs and buts. The guy, you know what I mean? Ifs and buts. But who knocked Who did not... Who knocked out... Badu Jack for his first fight, um, his first, his first defeat. Name, right, man. that's yeah. my point. Yeah. But yeah, he's just gone 12 with the girl, yeah, got yeah. knocked down and came back yeah. and knocked him. So you can't always say boxing is mm. just because he knocked him out. It's yeah. not always like that. Yeah. But I mean, I would say I I don't think there will be. But who knows? I think it's going to be an entertaining fight but, either but way. But the most interesting thing, right, mm-hmm. from that is that's the second, you know, highly knowledgeable person mm. in boxing that said, Canelo would beat Triple G. Yeah. Winky Wright has said it. Yeah. He said it. We believe it as well. A lot yeah. of people think you're mad. But it's the people in the boxing that know they're saying it. Well, they know why they're saying things. Um, but there's also people in boxing that believe Triple G will win. What I will say is that Triple J did not do himself any favours um, on Saturday. I mean, I would even say that... Um, I would even say that I couldn't even um, see Canelo maybe fighting Jacobs, um, if I'm being honest. Um that would that's just my honest truth. I think I'll be that would be a good fight to see, but I'd be surprised. So for me, 
yeah, what they're saying about Canelo, I think he's definitely got a lot of strong skill sets. I think what's let him down, and I've said it time again, is that he gave up the belt. Whether it was for business purposes or not, he's given up the belt and he shouldn't have done that. Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah, um, so Kodj, um, why are you looking forward to, we're going to Manchester this weekend, why are you particularly looking forward to? Um, obviously, as usual, good boxing, great atmosphere. Um, like I said, even they're welcoming to a bunch of southern southern lands like ourselves. So yeah, no, it's great atmosphere, really looking forward to it. That's one thing about Manchester, it's chilled, isn't it's it? Chilled it's nothing out. like London, you know, it's chilled, everyone just relaxed. Yeah, you know, there's so it's no... going to be good, it's going to be a good vibe. What about you? Yeah, I think, you know, this is the third or fourth time we've gotten up there. I really like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, compared to things like the architecture of London is very mm. different. Yeah, yeah, but know. that's non-boxing. You know that's non-boxing. Like, yeah, the mean, fight night, fight nights are good. So, let's focus on a big press conference that happened this week. Um, so, actually, what we do have, which is a bit last minute, we have a guy that fought last week, Friday, um, on the Next Gen uh, card, Um he fought, as we said, a guy that we named Andre the Giant. Um, this is one of the young prospects coming out of Miguel's gym in South London. Previously on the show, um, we welcome Isaac Chamberlain back to Raps on TV. Hello, Isaac. Yo, mate, how you doing? Hey, we're doing well, we're doing well. Isaac, Thank how you. you doing? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, bro. Good, yeah. good. So, Isaac, we were we saw you obviously last week, Friday, um, back on, I say back, you were on Sky Sports uh, Friday night, prime, more or less primetime TV. Great performance. How are you mm-hmm. feeling after that victory? Yeah, I feel good. You know, um, it, it feels good to get back in there, get out of the co- get off the cobwebs and stuff. You know, because you know, with my shoulder, I was having little things in the back of my head, thinking it's gonna get out again or something. But you know, I'm kind of glad I went through it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, now I'm just moving on bigger and better things. Yeah, Isaac. People are calling this animal cruelty. You, 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 you know, people, people saying you beat up a giraffe. You know, you had someone. You, you, had, <laughs> you, know, you, you know, this guy was huge. Where did you guys find this? Where did you find him? Listen, I don't know. They just, they just said I'm fighting. My uncle told me I'm fighting a six foot eight guy, and all you have to do is just rip to the body. We've been sparring a lot with a lot of tall people anyway. Mm. You know, so um, yeah, it was. It kind of just played in and and. I knew I had some good body punches in my repertoire and this was just, I just knew how to break him down already, mm. you know, so I was just, you know, I just executed the game plan which we practiced in the changing room and, and in the, the weeks before. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, Isaac, um, one of the things I noticed that you look really focused in terms of stopping this guy, um, you mentioned there working mm-hmm. on the body shots. That's one thing I noticed a lot. You was working, you was ripping him to the body then you was kind of, pinning him down with the jab up against the ropes and then coming in again. And there was clearly no fear, which for, you know, physically the guy had maybe the more advantages and reach um, and height. Yeah. Um, I mean, the mindset, what, what's your mindset now going into fights? You know, you're fighting under the big lights. There's a bit more pressure. You know, we're seeing your shorts, a lot more sponsors. The the mindset on that night was impressive. How, how What's going, in, going into your mindset now in terms of training and going into the um, fights? You just have to adapt everything accordingly. You know, you just have to. What like if I'm focusing on this this tall guy? I just have to. I just wanted to neutralize anything he could have done to me first. Mm-hmm. You know, I neutral. I take away his jab. If you take away his jab, what has he really got? Mm. You know, that's why. That's why I really tried to really execute taking away his main attribute, which was his reach. Mm. You know, um, and then uh, that's that's it really. You know, but. What I was really focusing on is, um, you know, really conducting myself professionally in all, all the aspects. 
you know, training and, and dieting and the nutrition, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, when, when the fight time comes, I'm already prepared, you know, now all I have to do is just get mentally into it. Yeah, Isaac, you know? so explain to our listeners what Next Gen is, what is it as a concept and, you know, what can we expect from Next Gen in the future? Man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Never saw it to you like that. Okay. I mean, like the, um, you know, for for us. But are you happy with the, the exposure that Next Gen, I guess, gives in terms of the concept? Are you happy with the concept of Next Gen and the exposure it gives to you? Yeah, I think it's great. You know. Yeah, um, I think it's good. Yeah. Like, um, it's like it gives the young people, um, like the young boxers, the up and coming ones, a great platform to focus on, on, on what they have to on their skills while getting the attention, you know, cause like, it's not really good, that good fighting on the big shows at five o'clock in the mo- in the evening. Mm. No one really watches you, but now, you know, it's, it's good. It's good experience. Mm. Even, you know, before in my, my second to last fight with Wadi Camacho, I was main event. There was a lot of pressure as well. So now I'm just starting to get used to that, getting used to fighting in a big crowd like that. Yeah, you know, I think and, I, th- and I think we would agree with that, uh, Isaac. You know, I mean, typically, you know, most fights they have a big name fighter topping the bill with a supporting undercard. But you know, this is this was giving a lot of time and effort and resources into you know all the you know young fighters. You know, people who've only fought seven, eight times. You know, giving them a lot of exposure on Sky, uh, Sky platform, and you know the matchroom game behind it. So uh, we, you know, we think it's a fantastic concept. Yeah, and Isaac, I mean, yeah. I saw you a couple of weeks back. Um, at your boy John Harding's debut, um, and we spoke, and you said to me you were you were quite excited about the shape that you were in. Um, tell us about what you've been doing, maybe different from, from training. Obviously, the Camacho fight, you had the shoulder injury. What have you been doing? Who have you been working with in the last sort of few weeks to improve the strength and your conditioning? Oh, definitely, my my strength and conditioning coach. His name's Jay Brockway mm-hmm. at Equilibrium. It's in uh, it's in near. Shepherd's Bush mm-hmm. it's in Shepherd's Bush like he, he does a tremendous job he basically done a lot of rehab with the shoulder along with my physiotherapist Michael Offer mm-hmm. you know they both worked hand in hand in, in helping my, my shoulder get better and he was doing uh, a whole lot of strength and conditioning really helping me out you know and uh, yeah it really like improved everything you know I was I was my punch power increased a whole lot you know I started to really become confident in, in what I was doing with my shoulder again and the sparring and the training I was getting, it was it was definitely what I needed, you know, especially because I turned pro pretty young, I think around 20 years old, mm. so I didn't have the man strength yet, and I was fighting these big, big, strong guys already, so I had to really just use my boxing skill, but now I can I can really plant myself and, and really hurt these people, you know. Yeah, that's definitely something we noticed. Um, so I guess in terms of next, what's next? What's the options, you know? What, what's on the drawing board for Isaac Chamberlain? Um, definitely we're looking towards the British title this year. You know, really aiming for, for the British title. Um, I think I got, you know, I got a fight coming up with, with uh, Eddie was talking about, I can't really say it yet, but a very big name, probably the next fight. All right, we're going to get that exclusive, that, Isaac. We need, Raps on TV needs that exclusive. But I can't even say that yet, you know, not in signed yet. So boy, I can't even say that yet, fam. All right, but, but before definitely. once it's ready, let give us give us at least four or five hours beforehand before the rest of the world. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Isaac, tell us about the support. Tell tell us about the support you get from Matchroom, and what it means for you. 
about the what? Sorry, sorry. The support, sorry, support you get, support you get from Eddie and Matchroom, and what does that mean for you? Oh yeah, it means a lot. They, you know, everyone is is doing their bit to try and help me. You know, but you know, at the end of the day, it's all down to the fighting. You know, you have to perform in that ring no matter what. It doesn't matter. Like you can have all of these people giving you stuff and and endorsing and helping you, but at the end of the day, when you get into the ring, it's you and the opponent. You know, that guy is trying to take away your food. That guy is trying to take away everything that you've worked so hard for. You know what I mean? So you have to just really take it like that, like you have nothing. Mm. You know, this guy is trying to take everything that you've ever wanted mm. away from you. That, that's the mentality that you go got to go with. Did you feel pressure going into the fight? You know, is, am I right saying was this this is your first televised fight? Yeah, is that, is that right? Um, I think it's I think it's my second or my third. Okay. Televised. Okay. Did but you... yeah, uh, it, it felt I don't know. It's just I kind of I kind of feel like it is what it is at the end of the day. Mm. Like I'm doing I'm doing all in my part to work hard, wake up in the morning, do my training, do my run, eat right, everything right. So. You know, when the time comes, God will do his part. You know, I've done my part. So when the time is right, God will do his part. If it's supposed to be, it will be. Definitely. You know, but I know that I put everything in 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 my power to, to get myself in the best possible condition, to be mentally right, to, to avoid all distractions, to really make something of myself. So if it's not meant to be, then it's probably God's way that he's finding a better way for me. But... You know, I did everything in my power to to be the best that I can be. No, good to hear, Isaac. Um, so listen, we've got a couple of callers on the line. I'm just going to open it, open it up quickly. Zero four one, zero four one. The floor is yours. Hello. Yeah. Um. Just, just what, what, what one thing. I, I didn't see the um David and Goliath fight, but but um, what was your first reaction when when you knew that you you're going to be fighting someone as tall as that? Did it? Did, did you? Did you panic a little bit, Isaac? Thank you. I didn't even catch that person's name. Sorry. Hello. You asked yeah, the question. Um, Who's that? Who's, what's your name? Yeah, Kofi, South London. Okay, Kofi. All right, uh, Isaac. You heard that question? Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Um, I just thought uh, you got. A, I got to target that body. I didn't really think anything of it. You know, I remember when I was doing the stare down. I was. I was looking up at his nipples instead of his face. And I was like, oh, cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was staring right into his nipples, man. Oh my god. Did that did did, 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 was, what, what, yeah, did that did that put you off? What was like? Nah. nah, nah. It was just like, um, yeah, I just got a listen, everything is all everything is just all fear until that first bill goes and then you start feeling his presence. Mm. You start feeling when you're you feeling his strength in the clinches, you start feeling his punches, mm. you know, when you're when you're blocking it or parrying it. You know, everything that's what, what was it, it was is, he strong? You know. Was was he really strong, Isaac? Um Yeah, he was strong, but you know, I felt that I, I was I was stronger, you know. I felt that with the training that I've been doing I was stronger. So and every punch I I, I saw psychologically that it was kinda taking it out of him you know the first round I was checking him out jabbing him to the body he started the wind started getting out of his body you know and then I started really putting the pressure on uh, that mental pressure when you're just stalking him walking him down cutting off the ring I knew that he was starting to fade a bit mm. you know so I, I, I took my time you know I was trying to be very professional with it took my time no rushing and then I, I saw what he could and what he couldn't do you, you take away his jab and then 
he basically had nothing to come back with, you know. Yeah. All he has is a one-two, and he flings that one-two, tries to fling it over. No. So yeah, you know, I'm just I was I was I was just thinking, just break him to the body. And don't worry, when he drops on the floor, he'll be the same size as you be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isaac, just listening to you speak, and obviously you came into the studio a few weeks back, um, I think what impresses me is the way that, from a technical perspective, you really understand the game of boxing or the sport of boxing. Um, I'm hearing you quite often now saying that you're going back and you're watching tape and you're watching fighters and you're watching this fight. You know, I mean, is that something that you that is, is a daily routine for you now? I mean, who is it and who are you, specific, what fighter in the past are you specifically watching and, and thinking, yeah, this is the style I want to try to replicate if possible? Um, the person I'm I'm really tr- watching at the moment is Andre Ward, you know. Yeah. Um, you met him as well, him right? Those... Sorry? You met him as well not too long ago. Sorry yeah, to... yeah, I met yeah. him as well. Yeah, I spoke to him and everything, you know. Um, a great character, you know. He, he understands the game a whole lot. Mm. You know, I was speaking to him a lot, um, trying to pick his mind with, with what with his mentality going into the big fights and stuff. I learned a whole lot, you know, and, and I'm watching him a lot against guys like Carl Froch, the little technical, subtle things that he was doing, you know, and I'm elevating that and putting it into my repertoire, adding it to my game. You know, I was just all, all of that. You know, I'm always I'm always a student of the game, studying and trying to get better. Because the more you can, I can put into it, into my craft then when when the time comes and i have to use it i can use it mm. i can't there's no point taking out all the tools like if if i need a screw, screwdriver for the job i don't need to take out everything else like the spanner and the, and the, the wrench and everything mm. and the what? hammer just just to use a screwdriver that's why you you know i use what is needed to win you know mm. what advice should he give you isaac um just about just just don't listen to the naysayers because obviously everyone you know how people are they're always saying oh yeah Isaac can't punch but they don't realise that the, the people that I was fighting mm. you know former international masters champion Martin Granger in my third fight he had about 14 wins 7 losses and then Ross Henshaw 7 wins no losses 4 knockouts and then Wadi Camacho he's had 10 knockouts in 16 fights you know these guys ain't walkovers like that's why I'm around number 7 in the country now because I ain't been fighting no walkovers. I've been fighting. You've only had like seven or eight fights. Is that exactly. right? I, this is um, my last fight. Was my seventh fight. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And the, the, so the crew, British cruiserweight is that vacant? That's vacant. That's vacant right now. Yeah, it's vacant. So okay. yeah, well, that's what we're really pushing to at the moment. You know, nice. to get that title. Good. Good. No. Well, yeah. At the moment, the I just best. have to work on my. Thank you. I just have to work on my fundamentals at the moment. Just keep grafting in the gym. You know, keep composed, and and my time will come. I just have to. Just keep making, taking steps, taking steps, slowly, slowly, and and then in no time I'll be where I want to be. So Isaac, talk to tell our listeners about Miguel's gym. <coughs> you know, whoever prominent or you know reasonably well-known fighters go there and train there, and who you train with and who your coaches. Um, I train at Miguel's boxing gym. My coach is my uncle Ted Bami. You know, uh. Yeah, there's a lot of fighters there, you know, Chris Congo, Rich, Richard Riappo, mm-hmm. you know, uh, John Harden Jr., uh, the people that I train with, you know, and Joshua Boatsky is training with us as well, you know. So, uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of good fighters good competition. that are there, they're all hungry. Yeah, good. They're all hungry, they're all, you know, willing to really, they really want to succeed and it, we all drive each other, we all push each other, you know. Yeah, no, so... so we- <laughs> 
pretty gym. We, we, we're seeing your snaps, so we, we're seeing the snaps in your Instagram live. So yeah, we can definitely see the motivation that you guys are giving each other. So l- listen, Isaac. One of the things, obviously, I'm going to assume you've been watching tape, so you watched the Triple G versus Jacobs fight. Do you want to give us your opinion on that? You know what? Got you? I ain't even watched it yet. You know, come I ain't on. Even it. it looks like raw. Like Jacobs did really well. That's what it looks like. That's what you're hearing. You haven't. You got people. You got to go and watch that fight. You got to watch that tape, Isaac. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I was looking to go and watch it. Yeah, but I've been. Bro, you know how it is after yeah. a fight, yeah? Everything's aching. You just feel tired. All the adrenaline is gone after so the fight. You're just tired for days. Mm. So you just want to relax and just chill. Like, yeah. that's what's been happening to me, you know? <laughs> no, I but I will get on to it. I'll probably watch it tonight, you know? Yeah, like, make sure you do. And, uh, yeah, I'll come back to you to get your feedback on that. So, so Isaac, listen, yeah, I, know you're, yeah. I know you're out and about. Um, but really, again, appreciate you taking your time out to, to give us sort of your thoughts on your victory. Um. Looking no problem, forward man. to hearing the exclusive news of who you're going to be fighting for. And I really hope it's going to be for that British Cruiserweight title because I think you deserve it. I think you showed on Friday night that you're definitely one of the prospects that people need to be getting behind, you know, um, and, and just supporting. So, again, do you want to quickly shout out your social medias for those that are not following you? Uh, my social media, my Instagram is Chamberlain underscore and my Twitter is I Chamberlain underscore. Uh, is that it? Yeah, yeah that's probably it. <laughs> and we'll be yeah, we'll be doing a retweet tonight. We'll be doing a tweet tonight, so we'll make sure we take you in it. So listen, Isaac, thank you very much, and uh, we'll speak to you in a bit. All right, thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Isaac. Thank you very much. So I would say before we was uh, interrupted, rudely interrupted, but clearly we're not rudely interrupted. But um, Brooke versus Spence the press conference was this week. It's kicked off. I mean, and then what do you think about this fight? It's a proper fight, isn't it? It's probably one of the, you know, it's probably one of the best fights you could probably make in world boxing at this at right now, if you think about it, you know. And Why? Robert, I have to test Come you. on, man. It's to, probably like, to, well, Kell Brooks at least one of the what, first or second best world weight in the world, mm-hmm. right? Errol Spencer, without doubt, is the top contender, mm-hmm. right? You know, so yeah, it's just, it makes for a mouth-watering fight. Errol Spence has been blasting his way through, you know, the ranks. You mm-hmm. know, his, uh, you know, KO'd fighters that have gone, for, you know, lasted, lasted 12 rounds. People like Keith Furman, yep, you know, Manny Pacquiao even, you yep, know, like uh, Algeria Bundu. You know, so yeah, it's, 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 I think it's going to be making of Errol Spence Jr., personally. That's my view. So we're saying... Okay, we won't get to the diff- that yet. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to talk about the press conference. So we yeah. talk about the press conference. You've seen the video from, you know, the guys that everybody loves is IFL TV. Um, yeah. They got good footage of that. Um, I have to say, watching the press conference. So this is this. I think it was literally two battles, in my opinion. In my opinion, Dominic Ingle had won the war. The words, you know, with um, yeah, with, with Spencer's coach, um, and his name just drops. It comes out my head, but. He won the war of the words. I thought they tried, but I felt he backed it up. But what I was really impressed was that Spence went on the front foot and attacked mm. Brooke, and yeah. Brooke looked shook. When he said to Brooke, who have you fought? Yeah. I mean, you've got to see Brooke's face, and yeah. people, please go back and watch it on ice. Yeah. You can see that he's racking his mind, thinking, shit, what am I going to say? And then Dominic Ingle peps up, pipes up, and then he's, he gets a wind of life again, and he starts holding his belt, and he says, Yeah, but Boy, the thing is, like, the arguments, the thing was, is, right, the arguments that Dominic Ingle made, right, 
you could you could break it down. You know, you say like, who have you fought? Who's the best fighter you're going to fight? It's going to be Kell Brook, right? But that's not the question. The question is, who have you fought, mm. right? For them to turn around and say, who have you fought? Well, sorry, he's an upcoming. At one point, he was exactly. a prospect. He's not, he's fought whoever's been put in front of him to become a contender, yep. right? Whereas Brook has been a champion for what three or four years, Easy. yeah. And today, he's not really defended that belt against anyone. Well, that's within like top what, 10 even well, basic, top, basically know? he hasn't defended it against anybody with substance oh, so no exactly I think that is what Spencer's team could have, re- could have rebutted with yeah. but they didn't reply with that and that's what was that's when I that's why I say I felt they won they were answers for Dominic's question, mm. um, questions but they didn't have the answers you see what yeah. I mean so that's where they lost but for me I was really impressed with the way Spence came in um, didn't seem to show any no sort of nerves. nervous, you know, he's no. down in Sheffield, he's not in London, it's not lights, glamour, iconic, mm-hmm. he's in Bramall Lane, um, and you could hear the crowd were backing uh, Kel Brook, of course, but I just loved the way he said to him, you're a clown, yeah. he's like, what do you call that, chocolate brownie, that's the best you got, yeah. he's like, you'll see, you're getting knocked out, you'll see, Yeah. yeah. and, and Kel Brook was going on and he just I, said, I think Kel Brook see. knows, I think we'll Kel see. Brook knows as well, we'll man. See. You know, so, I mean, clearly, look, we know what we do here on Raps on TV, so we may well get Brooke on the show, but I would have to say, for me, I'm back in Spence. I think what was disappointing is that Kel Brook's weight. I mean, I don't really know what's going on there, but like big, he looked man. overweight. Yeah, he looked big. I mean, and I'm, kind of, you're not far from the fight. Yeah. You're not far from the fight night, and this has been announced for a few weeks. You've been yeah. doing drug testing. You've supposedly been out in camp in out in Spain. Yeah. So what's he been doing? Yeah, and like this is where like um, Errol Spence is saying it as well. He said, it, you know, when they were looking face to face, you're saying it. Make sure you make weight. Make sure you make, make weight. Make sure you make weight. Make sure you wait, wait. You know, it's repeated. And, and the thing is, like, you know, we're talking about, you know, it was in Sheffield and there's all the people there were for Kelbrook. But Errol Spence has said it very clinically. He said, you know what, right? Every negative is also a positive. You could look at it like that. Mm. You know, he's going to have all these fans, but he's going to be under pressure to perform. Yeah. So if that's, he's going to have that pressure. Mm. <laughs> I don't have that pressure. And to be honest, man, this guy, he looks the business. Yeah. You know, complete professional. From, in I terms of eye test, right? Yeah. Because I know. think going back to what you're saying, you're right. Who has he fought? He, yeah, you, you know, he's fought guys, but he's beat. it's just the way he's beat them. I think clearly you're looking at somebody that's coming through the ranks. I mean, Spence is what, 21 fights, is it? 21 fights into the game? 18 knockouts? What are we talking there? Yeah, you look guys. at the list of the list of guys he's fought. Of course, Kell Brook's got a bigger name because he had to win the belt. I think the key thing which people are not understanding is that Errol Spence hasn't been given the opportunity to yeah. get a belt and fight for a belt. And now he's taken that. This should, fight should have happened last year, September. But of course, he went and fought Golovkin. We always give him credit for that. He stepped up and he went in the ring with a beast, even if he doesn't look you know, so much of a beast. But I'll say I'll give Kell Brook his props. But I think this fight, he, I mean, he's, sta- he's taken it. But I think this is going to be a massive challenge. I think this is a huge challenge. Well, why do you um, think, in what way? For why I think it's a yeah. massive challenge for Brooke because I don't know if he's motivated to fight at 147 mm. to start with, number one. Um, I think he's fighting somebody that personally I think will go on to be the best person on his CV. Mm. Um, Golovkin is good. We know that he's a beast. Yeah, but, but I think, technically, like I said, take it off the table, take mate. Take off the table, exactly. lost there. He, we shouldn't have even got in the ring with a guy so, in the first place. And, and, you know? But technically, you look at what Spence brings to the table, he's technically sound. I mean, you look at his fast range of punches, combinations, mm. um, the power that he brings. You know, he's got that real athleticism. I mean, I remember I rate Crawford very highly, but people were saying, oh, Crawford, Spence should unify. I was like, man, I'm afraid for Crawford to mm. fight this guy. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, he's got unbelievable... We all know the rumours yeah. about him going fighting with uh, Mayweather and he put it on him. Now, we all know that's inspiring. Whether it's true or not, um, there's a lot the, to the say. the whole thing about, you know, going back to the athleticism, coach, right? There's, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, there was a lot of stuff people were talking about, you know, when he wasn't uh, signing the VADA testing. Yeah. You know, what would you make of that? I mean, that's something well, that I think I mean, if he's, discussed, he's got, you know? he's got his, I mean, put it this way, I think a lot of guys were probably getting away with it. Um, I know there's rumours, nothing concrete, but I'll say for this fight, we Why know that has to be done. Because um, I think it's not, there's no excuse. In my opinion, mm. there's no excuse. Um, but for this fight, he has to sign it. If he doesn't, mm. clearly the fight's off. And oh, no, well, he signed the, it now. But oh, he so was delaying it, signing it for a long time. Okay. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, what know? I would say is, I know Kel Brook put some rumours out, but sometimes we have to know the rules because sometimes people are playing it smart. Mm. You know, when he said he's going he's gonna, to... He's gonna, he's going to do the testing and now you're saying he's done it. So I think that's the only thing that matters now. I yeah. think everything else, and which I like in terms of the press conference they went back to, they said, all that counts is when we get in the ring. Mm. Um, but going back to what you said, I am really excited for this fight. I mean, I'm kind of forgetting trying to be an analyst or some reps on TV co-host. Yeah. I'm just thinking as a fan, yeah. I can't wait for that fight. And I hope that match will make it a stacked undercard because that could be, that could change again. Yeah. I think they're going to make it stacked up because it, uh, it looks like it's going to be on pay-per-view. Yeah, of You know, because they're doing Skybox. Yeah, of course. You know, it looks like it's going to be a pay-per-view uh, it's fight. It's 100%. 100%. I don't doubt that at all. Uh, how so. do you think the fight's going to pan out, Coach? I mean, it's still early days, but I, I see this fight. I see I see Spence Jr. winner, to be honest. Um, how? How? KO points? Um, Yeah, that's a good question. You I, know what? I'll I tell I, you why. I, I don't know. I think, and I, I need to say close to time, one thing that is going to be interesting is going to be Kelbrook's eye and I know your fight how your fight spoke in the past and said that all the testers that the British border boxing control go through um, I think that's going to play its part but again do you think it's going to be a weight drain of the night oh he has to be you know he's, he, you know, yeah. he looks like he's going to have to drain a lot of weight off of his body is and it? a lot of muscle made is that going to play into it it's on the night him. And is that going to make him weak? And, and we'll get how KO'd. does he rehydrate? Yeah. And that's the thing. And we saw that with Jacobs as well. We just the other night is that if he does rehydrate, how high does he go? So again, but would that make a difference? Because Spence is also a big guy, and I heard him say something that he walks around at one seventy, and I'm like, you mm. must be fucking crazy yeah. walking around at one hundred and seventy. Yeah. That means you're more or less a light heavy. So um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. But I think listen, we've got no, we haven't got any more callers. Um, so yeah. I think it's going to be an interesting one. I'm um, looking forward to it. But before we're going to let's, let's head out, we're going to get. I want to get your opinion on Quella Linares. What's your opinion? How's the fight going to turn out? I, I, I think it's going to be Linares on points again. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to go with Quella on points. I think yeah, somehow okay. I think he's going to pull out a bit of magic. Let's do a ten pound. Yeah, should we'll ten pound. Well, yeah, we'll dinner's on you. But I'm going to say <laughs> I think Quella um, ability wise, I just yeah. think potentially he could pull out the bag. <clears throat> It might be controversial, um, but I think, yeah. I, th- I, could, I, I think we just start like a league coach. We do predictions. Here we go. Here we yeah, go. and they're like, you know. I'm probably ahead anyway. On what bit? No, we haven't, we've done that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I, th- I think we start league and uh, end, end of the season, whatever. We wrap it up and whoever wins and it will uh, take gets taken to there. dinner. Yeah. All right, so guys, make sure you keep following us. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Not YouTube yet because we're not messing with YouTube, but iTunes, we're there. Raps on TV. We've also got our new website out. That's www.rapsontv.com. www.rapsontv.com. We'll be back next week. Thank you for dialing in, subscribing, listening, all of that, all of that, all of that in them. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for uh, joining us week in, week out. Make sure you follow us on everything that uh, College just made uh, told you. Download the show from iTunes. You can download the show from our website as well or just stream it. So make sure you do that. Straight from the website, guys. Tony Bellew. Andrew Silvey. Okay, new one, man. You're getting out of sync. <laughs> <laughs>